Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 378th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment, live from New Orleans in this college football playoff national championship game, by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is the Tennessee Titans continuing to look unstoppable as they went forward with their magical postseason ride by upending the number one seed, Baltimore Ravens, and their likely MVP, Lamar Jackson. It was a uh, shocking, shocking upset. Uh, Number six seed beating the number one seed. The Ravens came in with a 12-game winning streak. And they were the ones who had looked unstoppable throughout uh, the last three quarters of the entire season. Uh, But yet the Titans, as they did to the Patriots, uh, they literally made the Ravens look inept. Uh, They come out, punched them in the mouth right off the bat, and just took it from there and just uh, kept their foot on the gas. Derrick Henry continues to just do postseason things we've never seen before with his running and on Saturday night, no less, his passing. Channeled his inner Tim Tebow with a jump pass for a touchdown. And Ryan Tannehill continues to to look great. Uh, He had a running touchdown as well. And had a couple just amazing throws. So it was just uh, incredible to watch. Uh, Obviously, the fans in Raven Stadium were just in a state of shock uh, from pretty much the opening gun. And it's special to watch. They, They proved, first of all, that their win over the Patriots up in Gillette Stadium and Wild Card Weekend was no fluke. They made that completely obvious. And uh, and I think what is really impressive is their defense. And uh, a couple picks against Lamar Jackson and how they just simply uh, are doing their part. But at the end of the day, it's really all about... Uh, Derrick Henry, who is just completely unstoppable at this moment in time. He's 
250 pounds. He's fast. He's shifty. He's the total package, which is why he, again, is doing uh, things we've never seen before in the postseason from any running back. Probably the most interesting uh, analogy I heard with all the uh, dissection of this game and the others over the weekend, of course, was someone said he was, quote, the modern-day Jim Brown. And I actually thought that was just a, a great quote. Uh, Jim Brown is up on a pedestal, uh, shared by no other. And for someone to actually make that analogy is uh, pretty amazing. But the more I thought about it, the more I kind of thought, you know, that's kind of exactly what we're talking about here. He's rung up uh, over 150 uh, running in each of the past few games, uh, thereby again, you know, just setting records. He's setting records all over the place. I can't even keep track of them all. But suffice it to say, they all add up to uh, just an amazing run by Derrick Henry and the Titans. And gotta love what Coach Mike Vrabel's doing. He's terrific on the sidelines. He's animated. He's excellent in his post-game interviews. Very honest and upfront. Uh, but most importantly, he's putting together terrific game plans that are working. Uh, when you knock off the Patriots, uh, perennial, not only the defending NFL champions, but just uh, the, the Patriots. Uh, and then follow it up by just stymieing completely uh, the Ravens' record-setting offense, and specifically Lamar Jackson, um, then you're doing some special things with your game planning. Uh, it's a lot more than just handing it to Derrick Henry and getting out of the way. Like I said, Tannehill looks good. Great for him, actually. And the defense is really playing terrifically, to put it mildly. That leads into my bizarre story of the week, which was yesterday's Kansas City Chiefs amazing comeback as they stormed back from a 24-0 first quarter deficit to take the lead at halftime, 28-24, with a a second quarter unlike no other, and ultimately blew out uh, the Houston Texans by the score of 51-31 with Patrick Mahomes throwing, I think it was five touchdowns, some outrageous number, including a whole bunch in the second quarter. And he truly showed yesterday how special he is. Felt a little bit like a coming out party. Not that he needed one. He was last year's MVP. But uh, this is a game that I think is going to be long remembered um, as the day he... Truly, truly, Intershelt put his place, his stamp on the American sporting scene, NFL sporting scene with uh, uh, a game for the ages. And that leads into my low light of the week, which is uh, from that same game and why Texans coach Bill O'Brien called a, a fake punt, which ultimately failed when he had that big lead. And... That just that's just the kind of thing you're used to seeing from the team that's losing. I would have not been surprised to see the Chiefs try it down 24-0. It just seemed unnecessary. You have this big lead. You're just looking 
tremendous. You're playing perfect football. And then you tried that, and I realized, the thinking, you know, you could have, in effect, almost put the game away. Uh, but in the same light, the reverse happened, and you had to know this was a possibility of just, uh, you know, waking up the Chiefs. And boy, did they wake up in a big way. So I was surprised by that. There's also a lot of chatter today about uh, not going for it on a fourth and one. I think they settled for the field goal when a lot of people thought they should have just gone for it and perhaps put the game away uh, before it even got to halftime, long before halftime, as a matter of fact. But truly an amazing game to watch, Um, especially the first half. It was just remarkable, and then the Chiefs come out. in the second half and just picked up right where they left off. And unfortunately, Houston did too, meaning they weren't the same team we saw in the first quarter where they forced turnovers, uh, blocked punt, covered a fumbled punt, I believe, and uh, and really just uh, looked amazing in that first quarter. It was special stuff. But from there on in, it was all Chiefs and uh, really just something to uh, – to witness uh, lots of records set in that one too, uh, to say the least. Uh, there were, of course, NFC divisional playoff games this weekend. They were excellent as well, including last night's Packers Seahawks game. Aaron Rodgers looked like Aaron Rodgers, and Russell Wilson <laughs> certainly uh, again showed his stuff. By uh, leading, you know, never letting the game get out of hand. Got up to 17 points or thereabouts a couple of times, but he hung in there and basically got to the second half when he was uh, pretty much, uh, you know, going up and down the field, keeping the game close. Uh, But in the end, Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau Field, no less, did what he had to do, which was complete two third down passes or yes third down passes uh to seal the game and never give the ball back to russell wilson it was the obvious play and aaron Rodgers pulled it off like only aaron Rodgers can do no surprise there um great pass to Devontae adams for the first third down all with like two three minutes to go and then the game sealer was Uh, Jimmy Graham making a nice catch, Gronk-like, going down near his ankles to catch a low pass and then stumbling forward to get uh, the first down. A little controversy around that with the spot, but uh, in the end it was enough. And uh, that was it for uh, the Seahawks. 49ers looked really, really solid. Great team effort. Uh, like the Titans, more running than passing. Uh, the defense and Joey Bosa, excuse me, Nick Bosa. Tough to keep him straight. Joey plays for the Chargers, of course. Nick Bosa uh, were just dominant in, you know, uh, keeping Kirk Cousins confused and simply uh, really, again, dominating the game. Picked by uh, Richard Sherman key play in the game and uh and they just held the vikings down who themselves 
were coming off quite the uh, uh, quite the win the week before over, of course, New Orleans Saints. So we now have our final four, and it is, of course, uh, Green Bay at San Francisco and Tennessee at Kansas City. Winners of those two games go to the Super Bowl. So it should be great, great theater. So now let's take our break, and next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. He's live from New Orleans, so don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts, we'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. 
And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., uh, don't know if I have to ask how you're doing today because you're in New Orleans for the college football playoff national championship game tonight. So I'm guessing you're doing pretty well. Hey, John, good morning. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm always glad to be in my favorite country, New Orleans. <laughs> hey, you got that right, AP. I've been there enough to know it is like uh, being in another country. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the hype for this is just off the charts, especially on ESPN, who's broadcasting the game. It's, uh, you know, two teams you know so, so well. Uh, I know it's not Alabama, but you have to be loving the matchup because, again, you know both teams well. They both, uh, uh, along with Alabama, are just, you know, teams you know and cover yeah. so much during the years. So it must be uh, just a thrill down there. You know, John, until uh, you mentioned that fact, it's almost like, you know, I'm a New York Jets fan, okay? That's the worst nightmare, the Giants and the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Right. There you go. Yes. From an Alabama exactly. perspective. Exactly. Good point. From an Alabama Good perspective. Point. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, but anyway, but, but go ahead, John. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, you've been down there. Uh, I believe you're heading down Friday. So what the, the excitement just must be building over the weekend to what should be now close to a fever pitch. Yes, yes. I think that, John, that Clemson will have about 25,000 fans. I spoke to the athletic director uh, for Clemson University, Dan Radikovich, and he said they have about 25,000. So they'll be heard when they make a good play, and probably the other 50,000, 45,000 will be the Tigers from Baton Rouge. So, But it'll be loud, and it's almost like a pro game, John, because, you know, Trevor Lawrence, maybe he'll be the number one draft choice next year. Maybe Joe Burrow will be the number one draft choice this year. Uh, ATN from Louisiana, right, uh, running back from, for the uh, Tigers of Clemson. Uh, the LSU running back has been outstanding, catching 50 pass, passes out of the backfield, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Two big right. receivers, Twin Towers for Clemson, Higgins and, and Ross, both 6'3", 6'4", over 200 pounds. LSU with the Blitnikoff Award winner, uh, Jamar Chase. Uh, Jefferson, Justin Jefferson. There's always a Jefferson for LSU, it seems. And oh, yeah, uh, Marshall, uh, Terrace Marshall. And then we have Thaddeus Moss, you know, the son of Randy Moss. That, that might be a secret weapon because Clemson, in these games, John, for whatever reason, Brent Venable's defenses, he has given up some yards to O.J. Howard a couple times and Irv Smith Jr. So watch out for the tight end for LSU this evening. But it's going to be a fabulous game. Like I say, the offenses are so explosive. I think LSU has the most uh, plays over 10 yards, 20 yards, whatever it may be, and Clemson uh, surrendered the least. Right. It seems like as close to a can't-miss thriller uh, or at least offensive fireworks as we've ever seen, although Clemson, as we well know, uh, well, both teams have a great defense. Uh, Clemson, when I think of Clemson and their defense, I think of, you know, uh, NFL number one draft picks. Uh, and not to mention that there's, right. you know, not that there's not those, not a lot of those from LSU as well, but Clemson in recent years has just been, uh, incredible. So, but it really is about the offenses and to a degree, as always, it's pretty much about the quarterbacks. Uh, you know, my feel, by the first, I want to go back to your point. Uh, you know, I've been hearing a lot, uh, over the last couple of days that it was really, uh, 
they were talking figures. Given Baton Rouge, LSU's campus is under right. an hour from New Orleans. I was hearing things like 80% LSU, which I really found surprising. I've been to yeah. Clemson National Football Championship games. Uh, their crowds are always yeah. just incredible. I've always said to you oh, yeah. many times that their fight song rings in my head to this day. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, great fight. Both of them have great fight songs. I can't wait to hear they them. They do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, one year, the one out in uh, Arizona, the first Clemson-Alabama game, I sat right beside the Clemson student section, which was basically uh, well, the Clemson crowd. It was basically the entire side of the field in the upper deck. And again, yes. to this day, their fight song rings in my head. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So what you say is very interesting that there's going to be 25,000 or so Clemson fans, which would be me. approximately a third of the stadium. Um, right. So yeah, that makes sense to me because I, I just wasn't buying the 80% despite no. Uh, geography, no. Baton Rouge, so close to New Orleans. The fact the game is obviously in the state of Louisiana, too. But I just, Clemson travels well. And I guess the one thing I thought of, and you can relate to this in Alabama, and I can relate to it with the Patriots. Sometimes there can be travel fatigue to these championship games when you go year after year. And I was thinking, well, maybe that's what's going on with Clemson. But I don't think so. <laughs> No, I don't think so. No, in New Orleans, you know, it's an access, accessible city from, from uh, the Carolinas, whether you're flying in, let's say you right. go up to Charlotte, you, you go to Atlanta, drive down to Atlanta, you know, you, you're coming out of uh, that, that state. It, it's very accessible and you could drive over this way. I think it's probably in the neighborhood of maybe 10, 10 to 12 hours, I'm thinking, something like that, maybe right. less. Which is nothing. Yeah. Which is nothing. No, you know, that's, that's either no, a long day's drive. Or, in the South, that, yeah, that, yeah, that's not very, that's not a long time. And, yeah, well, you know, when you have a once in a lifetime chance to see Trevor Lawrence with back to back titles and to win, what, 30 games in a row? Is that what it would be? Maybe 30 games in a row? He's never lost in college. It's just says it all. Would it be, be uh, what, is that, um, yeah, something like that, whatever it is. 28, yeah, so no, I think it is. Th- but uh, whatever. Yeah, fifteen and 02 straight years, something like that, right? So that's incredible. Oh, yeah, yeah the exactly. first ones to do it fifteen, uh, fifteen and 0, two years in a row, first team ever to do it, it would be modern wow, era of football. Yeah, so that, that's quite a record. I mean, you, that excellence you just can't deny. It. You can't say, "Well, I'll wait till next year." No, this is the year. This is the year. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I, I but, didn't know that fact. First team ever to go 15 and 0, two years in a row, 30, obviously 30 mm-hmm. in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, well, AP, the one thing I, and, and uh, you know, I've enjoyed both teams immensely. Certainly LSU this oh, year yeah. in Clemson over the past couple of years, especially last year with Trevor Lawrence. But, and I know LSU has had just a historic, historic year. But the one thing I can't get out of my head, AP, for, especially from the Ohio State game, is. Yes simply the heart of a champion of which I place a premium on. And they just yeah, showed me against Ohio in, state yeah. what they're made of. And boy, that, that I think that's going to carry in big time to tonight's game. Yeah. Yeah. John, you're right. I think there's going to be some counter punching. Somebody will take the lead and somebody else to come back. And I think you will. And uh, down 16 and 0 to Ohio state, a very good football team. They right. came back to win. 
And I think tonight somebody's going to take the lead, of course. But, and John, we can always talk about the easy ways to say turnovers. But in this game, if it's played clean with everybody making their extra points, all their field goals, no fumbles, no interceptions, the team that could make that statement possibly could be the winner at the end if the other team has a fumble and a kickoff, a punt, a run play uh, after a catch, interception, ball pops in the air, block, kick, something. I mean, that could be the difference. One, it, one turnover could be the difference tonight, literally, because right. these two teams and can go up and down the field or averaging 50 points a game or close to it. And uh, it, It's like a pro game. Uh, the running backs are, are excellent. They'll be drafted high. The wide receivers. As we mentioned, the quarterbacks could be back-to-back number one draft choices. Uh, and I, must, I made a statement the other day that this might be the best game with the most talented quarterbacks of all time opposing each other. When you consider yep. they, they might be number one back-to-back. I would not. You, like, yep. you think? Yeah, you think of a Vince. You think of a Vince Young, Matt Leiner. You think of a Sam Bradford, Tim Tebow. You think of uh, Tua Tungabailoa against uh, Trevor Lawrence last year. But this might be the best of all time, the Heisman Trophy winner. And then Trevor Lawrence, he's going to be back one year. Maybe he's the Heisman Trophy winner next year. I would say he'll be the leading candidate almost undoubtedly. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and I agree with you, AP. And you, you remind me of what truly was the game of last century, which was, of course, Oklahoma-Nebraska in 1971. And right. well, that game was basically decided by a Johnny Rogers punt return, because other than yeah. that, the final score I believe was thirty-five, thirty-one. But basically, That's the right. teams were even throughout. They yeah. basically played each other yeah. evenly, and the one outlier that ended up deciding the game, and of course, the national championship, was Johnny Rogers punt return. So it That's sounds like what you're right. saying, like one play outside, quote, outside the norm would be the one that decides it yeah. because both offenses uh, are beyond high powered. I mean, again, Joe, Joe Burrow had seven touchdowns against Oklahoma. Need I say more? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that statement needs no elaboration. In the first half. He's getting warmed up. Yeah, he's getting warmed up in the first half. Correct. That's throw, right. th- th- throw out the in the first half part. Um, need need yeah. to mention that. <laughs> and then Trevor Lawrence again. Um, I started at the time and now I've been hearing it and I'm loving it because I, I just thought that was his 67 yard run was a play that I think is going to go down in college football annals. I really believe that. I, I just thought it was so amazing to just see him pull that off. Everybody knew he was mobile, but no, I don't think anybody knew he could do that. And then, as I said last week, you know, other people had the angle on him. Tacklers had the angle on him as he got down around the 15 or the 10. And I remember thinking, oh, well, no way he's going to make it in. And then he just, like, hit another another gear, for those, you know, to cross the goal line. And that, to me, was the play of that game, perhaps the play of the college football season, really. I, I was just so impressed by that. Yeah, I think so. And, and I spoke to Coach Ogeron on Saturday during media day, and I asked him about Trevor Lawrence, and that was the first thing he said. He did not realize that long, lanky six-foot-six uh, quarterback of Clemson could outrun the defense. And so now that's another concern for him. It is. It really is. Uh, you, you know, we all know about the arm. And 
again, you know, just back to Trevor Lawrence. And we'll, we'll get to Joe Burrow in the next segment, uh, to say the least. But while we're on the subject, I mean, for Trevor Lawrence to get the ball back down, you know, still behind and basically take them, what was it, 94 yards in four plays. I mean, it wasn't like he, he had a couple of minutes to spare, you know. That was pretty remarkable as well. Yeah, yeah. They, they There are players that don't seem to lose their cool, and so far the right. coaching staff's on the sideline, they seem to be making the adjustments as well. Uh, Brent Venables, I guess, you know, he's considered one of the uh, top defensive coordinators, and he's proved that time sure. and time again. Um, when you stop Alabama like they did last year in the championship game and then hold Oklahoma down with their high-powered offense, I mean, that's just not luck. That's a trend. Correct. That's, exactly. That's a, you know, that's a habit. That's exactly right. They, they are very cool under pressure. And, you know, watching that game throughout the game, I was just like, you know, there was never a moment where I counted them out. Um, and no. lo and behold, they, they, you know, that's exactly how it turned out. Uh, well, AP, we're at the end of our first segment. Goes quickly when you're talking uh, something as big as tonight's national championship game. And... Uh, but we still have a lot to get to on the other side, including Joe Burrow and the year he's had. And we'll do that after this break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You 
are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Sports America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, live from New Orleans, where he's covering the college football playoff national championship game tonight from the Superdome between LSU and Clemson. A.P., of course, is a veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And AP uh, talked a lot about tonight's game in the previous segment, but didn't really get a chance to get to Joe Burrow specifically. Uh, And certainly not one to be overlooked. This year's Heisman Trophy winner, who threw seven touchdown passes in the first half in the semifinal against Oklahoma and Frankly, AP has just had a year for the ages, and, you know, given the background, transferred from Ohio State, I love his story. I really do. I loved his speech. Who didn't? Um, He is just really, uh, again, having the year of years, maybe in the history of college football. Yeah, I always said that Cam Newton for one season was the best college football player I ever watched. Right, uh, Joe. Matter of fact, in, in Joe Burrow, born in Iowa. Matter of fact, uh, raised I guess in Ohio, and uh, he has surpassed Cam Newton in my eyes as the greatest one season. You know, five thousand plus yards, never been done in the Southeastern Conference. Um, he's he's Joe Cool. I mean, just, you know, Joe Namath was the first Joe Cool. This is you know one of his grandkids, maybe Joe Burrow. Yeah, right. in reincarnation, yeah, yeah. but he's making making every throw. He has the wheels to you know in the legs to make plays down the field with those long legs and the deceptive speed to outrun people. The accuracy is seventy five percent. I mean, he's not throwing the ball sideways. He's throwing it down the field and the most explosive plays in the country. Uh, Clemson, I think, has uh, surrendered the least amount of explosive plays. But Joe Burrow, he's he's so confident. His teammates believe um, that their quarterback will find a way to win because he's distributing the ball to everyone, the tight end, the running backs, the wide receivers. Yes, I mean, he's officially, uh, you know, an adopted son of the state of Louisiana. That's obvious. And he, uh, you know, I think I heard this morning, maybe he had 50-50-50 touchdown passes this year, which would be off – I guess the record is 52, if I'm not mistaken, if I heard it correctly. Uh, yeah. Spice State had a whole lot of touchdowns. Yeah, it's a half a hundred, somewhere near there or above. Right. Yeah, it's way up there, John. I don't know the exact number because it, it's too mind-boggling to even perceive someone throwing that many touchdowns. I mean, when I, I can recall, let's say, for instance, at Alabama, that's one of my reference points. I mean, I remember when Jeff Rhodes had the all-time record for a career at 30. <laughs> Right, right, exactly. There you go. And AP, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. And I also heard that uh, you know his beating LSU 
beating what at the time were four top 10 ranked teams uh, this year. It's the first time that's ever been done. Again, if I heard it correctly, which is in itself, in right. and of itself amazing. I mean, I feel like he introduced yeah. himself to the nation in that September Saturday night game against Texas down in Austin uh, when they went deep yeah. to win the game, basically <laughs> b- crazy uh, gambling play call. And I think that's when everybody said, oh, this isn't the same LSU team we've been watching for years, is it? Uh, no pun intended. When you said the word "oh," it triggered a memory in my mind. I was at the Eddie Robinson Award presentation on Saturday evening, right here on Canal Street, where they gave the trophy to Ed Ogeron, and they okay. asked him what was the turning point in the season. He mentioned that specific play, third and seventeen against Texas. And when he spoke to the offensive coordinator and the offensive coaches, what were they going to uh, call? On third and 17, it was not a draw, a screen, right. a bubble screen, anything on the conservative side. We're throwing the ball downfield. We're going for broke. And then that changed the outcome of the game, and I think it catapulted them throughout the season. I totally agree, 100%. Uh, well, gee, that's the second reference to Coach O today that we uh, thought the same thing on uh, – on two given plays, which, of course, Trevor Lawrence has run, and now this one. So um, <laughs> and, uh, I'm humbled and in good company because Coach O is, you know, just another story. But it, I just want to just to complete Joe Burrow's story is uh, it's just a great story where he was, you know, uh, from Ohio, went to Ohio State. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, there were great quarterbacks, as, as well we know there, and, you know, he, he just couldn't make – starter so he transferred to LSU and the rest is history as they say I mean he had a good year last year for LSU but uh, no one saw this coming uh, a historic year but so I just love the story of how he uh, you know finally got his chance to be the starter and look at what he's done with it it's the American way yeah the greatest transformation of a quarterback and an offense simultaneously I've ever seen in college football. I'm sure there's others that someone can uh, bring up. But for me personally, uh, it was exponential what they've done offensively from last year to this year with the quarterback and the offense. They've been unstoppable. Only one team has given them a bad time. That was Auburn. They had the outstanding defensive front, and they were held to 23 points. But uh, most teams, they just trying to stay in the ball game. Correct, correct. And let's not forget, the Ohio State quarterbacks who held those jobs were basically J.T. Barrett and Braxton Miller, if I remember correctly. So, uh, you know, we're, we're right, talking right. high-quality quarterbacks that he would have had to beat out, to put it mildly. Um, but, you, you know, it all worked out well for everybody concerned, including Ohio State and obviously yeah, LSU. Right. Which brings us to Coach Erzeron. I've been reading a lot over the weekend about uh, he's a, he's a big gumbo lover. Uh, I, I'm also a, <laughs> a big fan of gumbo, and and there's nothing like it, no better place than New Orleans. And but he's he's a huge personality, uh, Louisiana native son. He's not adopted. He's from there, and uh, with that great voice of his and whatnot, he's uh, you, you know well. he's just. Right out of central casting for college football, I think. Oh, yeah. And he has that um, Cajun look with the very dark hair and mm-hmm. the you know, broad shoulders and 
uh, strong chin and jaw, jawline, and uh, he, like he says, he has that voice that projects like a tiger when he, when he calls right. it, and he really does it. He can growl. And, right. Uh, so go yeah, Tigers. Been, he, ends, and, he ends every interview yeah, with Go yeah, Tigers. Go, go Tigers with G-E-A-U-X, Tigers, and, you know, it's a remarkable story. And I was trying to think of this the other day, name of coach who was fired from the Southeastern Conference and then now is on the on the brink of winning a national championship. Yes, he has a lot of fans. He, he, you know, anybody who's neutral is probably rooting for Ed Orgeron alone. I mean, he had a bit of a rocky road. He was out at USC and jobs in the past that people thought he should have got. He didn't, but he ultimately led to you know the job, his dream job, which obviously is the coach of LSU. But it wasn't an easy road to get there. No, no, he had a circuitous route to come back home, and here he was as an interim coach, one of his chapters, six and two. Uh, that's pretty good, interim coach. When right. Your, your seasons had some turmoil, correct? So, exactly. And they was not hired, and it wasn't because of his coaching. It was really because of his personality, and the folks in Southern California, some of them felt he didn't fit uh, that that uh, that click that lifestyle uh, right didn't have the right ped- pedigree. I mean, I'm trying to be kind as I can. Um, exactly, we all remember somebody, what happened. Somebody, I do. When, yeah, when somebody rejects you as a person, that's uh, that doesn't get more personal. Exactly know, than, right. Uh, saying we don't want you because of some other reason than your coaching ability. Exactly right. We all remember that situation pretty well, and. Uh, you know, but again, like Joe Burrow, you know, it all led to the right place, certainly at the right time. And here they are as just a true tandem, lest there were any doubt. Uh, there was no doubt after Heisman night when basically, uh, you know, Joe Burrow tra- paid tribute to him and well-deserved. And I think everybody loved it. And it's been obvious, what you know. Uh, Ed Argeron thinks of Joe Burrow, to put it mildly. So it's a great, uh, you know, just a great coach-quarterback relationship uh, that you don't see every day. That's for darn sure. No, and and when you're a young person at 21 years old, 22 years old, 20 years old, and you have someone with complete confidence in you, you would be surprised, John, and how that can bolster your performance. Because subconsciously, there's no fear. You have no exactly. fear. You may you may have a, a coach with you have uh, your your head coach and you're on a particular team and you feel good, but if they have never said those words to you, I have complete confidence in you. There's subconsciously something in your mind. Every time you're throwing the ball, you're thinking, what if it's intercepted? What if it right. wasn't the right receiver? What if I didn't call the right play at the line of scrimmage? What if I didn't audible to get the team in the in the correct play uh, with respect to this defensive scheme? Uh, I I think that's incalculable um, what that does for you as a person. I agree, hundred percent. Especially when you're talking, you know, a college college age. And uh, yeah. excellent point, AP. And here we are again at the end of our second segment together. Still have some things to get to, and we'll do so on the other side. Follow 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started talking with AP, uh, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is obviously tonight's college football playoff national championship game between LSU and Clemson at the New Orleans Superdome, or should I say the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans. And AP, you are there. Uh, So I got to ask you how we've talked a lot of football, but. How has the weekend been? The energy of the city. You know New Orleans very well. You live down south. Uh, how how does it compare? As you know, uh, with other visits and other other events that you've covered in New Orleans. Yeah, John. I think when you have an event in New Orleans, I like the logistics because you can walk right. to the various events. So that's convenient in and of itself. Of course, all the LSU fans are in town. Uh, quite a few Clemson fans as well, but it means a lot to these players that are from Louisiana and Coach O, of course, is from the state. For them to win a title, would it, it's priceless. Uh, the the uh, host 
city does a ma- magnificent job of making everyone feel welcome. Uh, there's security all around the city. I was on Bourbon Street last night, policemen at every corner, you know, like three or four at every corner. The horses were out with the policemen. That's, that's kind of neat to see where they're riding their horse or sitting there on Bourbon Street. So it's, it's very good to, con- to uh, manage the crowds. But yes. yeah, I just love being here. The food and the atmosphere is you can walk around and see something. Uh, we went to the World War II Museum. We had a media party there. It's, it's really breathtaking. And, it is. I've been there. Uh, you know, that, that historical, the fact that this entire country uh, mobilized. And, you know, you know, for instance, uh, companies that made sewing machines, they were making, you know, airplanes or whatever, you know, all types of parts and things. It's, it's kind of hard to fathom, John, in this day and age. Imagine if the world just, and they didn't make automobiles, I think, from 42 to 45 or something. We're getting a little bit off on the subject, but it, it, it really hit home when I was there last night to try to understand the, the depth of the, uh, the, the effort, you know, the, the, the maximum effort by everyone. Right. To get together on one team, one one team that was unbelievable. But but to answer your question, New Orleans, uh, I always love being here. Like I said, my favorite country to visit, and they know how to uh, welcome people. And uh, I'm sure tonight will be a lot of fun. Oh, tonight will be special, and you know, plus to me, you know, and I've been to a few big events in New Orleans myself, and uh, you know, to me, you, uh, I, I just love the fact that the stadium, the Superdome, is right downtown. It's just, you, you know, it's all right downtown. Everything, including the stadium, right. is a better way to put it. Like you said, all right. the events are within walking distance. I've been to the World yeah. War II Museum. It's, you know, you can be staying on Bourbon Street, and you can walk to the WW2 Museum, or you can walk to the Superdome, or anywhere else for that matter. Uh, and it's, you know, Jackson Square, Cafe Du Monde, on and on and on. So it's just... An awesome setup. I mean, you can just basically park your car or somehow make your way in from the airport, and you you basically do not need a car the rest of your stay there. That's for sure. No, no. There's and there's so many hotels, John. All types of properties. Yes, yes. I totally agree. Um, and I remember last time I was there. I know you're familiar with this. The area around the World War II Museum. I remember I stayed at a hotel there. What was it? The 49ers Ravens Super Bowl in 2012, I believe it was. Um, yeah. So there's that. They, and I remember I stayed in a hotel down in the general area of the museum. So the, I can only imagine. It was obvious that it was an upcoming area. And I can imagine now it's really quite built up. And I know you're familiar with the area because I believe you stayed there too. Yeah, the warehouse district. Or yes. There you I can, something like that, but. Yeah, but we're looking forward to a great ball game. Um, I, I mean, the amount of NFL future pros, it's got to be 40-plus in this game. Oh, my gosh. That's a, uh, that's a big be. number. I, mean, I, you, I knew it was a lot. I don't know if I knew it was that much, but wow. It, yeah, but it makes it sense. It has to be. You know, yes. Yeah, you you know, make- I'm counting the, the entire team, not just the ones eligible for this year, of course. Oh, I understand. It, it, right. It's probably in that neighborhood. Yeah, pr- yeah, probably in that neighborhood, I'm thinking. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. There are freshmen playing for each team, for sure, that will someday be in the NFL. Not next year, but someday soon, in a few years. And I couldn't agree more, AP, that uh, 
you're in, you're out. You know, these teams are just littered with NFL talent. It's just simply off the charts. Hey, and AP, we're getting down to the end of the show, but something I wanted to revisit with you from last week, because I watched it late last Sunday night a week ago, was Justin Thomas winning uh, out in Kapalua in Hawaii, that golf tournament, which went into uh, sudden death. And I know he's a graduate of the University of Alabama. AP, that was like, well, number one, I've been to Kapalua. I actually played the course where it was, <laughs> where the tournament was held. Right. And I actually, I won yeah. one of the best rounds of my life. But yeah, that was amazing. They kept replaying the 18th hole. It was right out of Groundhog Day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Justin has been a shot maker. Yeah, he's a shot maker. Yes. Yes. Uh, he is, uh, I mean, he basically had the lead. And completely botched it on the 18th hole. All he had to do was, I think, shoot a bogey, if not a double. And he won the tournament. And he just hit it like I would hit it or an average golfer, any hacker would hit it. And it just set off a chain of events that involved Patrick Reed as well. Uh, Went to, you know, sudden death. There was three of them. And then it got down to two. And... It was just an amazing end of golf tournament. And again, they had to play the 18th hole, which is a, a monster hole and a, a site like no other. Spectacular vistas overlooking uh, Lanai and the Pacific Ocean and on and on and on. And uh, so, yeah, Justin Thomas, what he did was amazing, AP, to recover. This is the real the point of my story, to recover from the disastrous 18th hole in regulation to basically hang tough and ultimately win the tournament on that exact same hole a few a few times later was really impressive. I can't, I can't tell you. But I was thinking of you being with the Alabama connection. Oh, oh yeah, Justin Thomas. I mean, he's just a, a delight to watch, and he's just kind of a quiet young guy. And right. He's, he's but with confidence, though. You know, he, he's brimming with confidence, and yes. he's, he's slight of frame, but he, he can uh, – uh, putt and uh, all those things you need to be uh, a high level winner on the golf circuit. I mean, you know, a lot of guys can drive, a lot of guys can hit it a mile, but can you putt that ball? I mean, that's, that's the it. most important thing. Exactly right. Chip and putt. Yep. Well, anyway, AP, I wanted to get that in there because I was curious what your thoughts were. And AP, have a great time tonight. I'm sure it's going to be. Uh, memorable to say the least so glad that you're down there and we're able to call into the show today to give us a flavor of what it's like on national championship day in new orleans so have a great time tonight hey thank you john thank you so much for having me on the show all right and thanks again for calling in ap and as always thank you all for listening to all around sports and we look forward to doing it all again next monday at noon eastern time Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.